Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Thank you for the download. If you would like to hear or suggest a topic, please DM me at two inches off the ground or email me at freespiritpodcasts at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you and check out my metaphysical products at freespiritpodcasts.com to support this podcast. I am co-moderating a room on Clubhouse this week. If anyone needs an invite, just DM me. The club is Happy Healthy Community. The room is called Disease Prevention, Healing Healthy Lifestyle, and we are focusing on the topic of sugar addiction. The moderators are Aram Ahmed, who is an ex-physician turned holistic practitioner. She's fantastic. She is Indian American, so you can hear both perspectives. I love that. And Dr. Vats, who is a founding member of the Holo Medicine Association and League of Dentists in India. And then there's me, yours truly. And you're probably thinking, how does she fit in there? Well, I am the woman of the people or a case study where I've tackled sugar addiction from a physical and emotional space and now I'm working on mindset as I think most of you know. So please come join us. That is this Thursday, July 1st, 2021 at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time on Clubhouse. And again, it's going to be a really good topic. Last week we had a lot of people in there and talking and it was really fun. So... And I wrote down a whole notebook of amazing suggestions I had never heard before. So again, DM me if you need an invite. Today's topic is being comfortable in the flow. Are we comfortable in the flow of life? Are we comfortable when the law of attraction is working for us? So for the past month or so, I have really felt in the flow. I've felt guided to do the right things. To be in the right places, I felt that opportunities have come up for me, some financial opportunities, and it's just been feeling really good and flowy lately. Let's just say flowy. And by the way, for those of you that don't know, what I mean being in the flow, being in the flow of life, right? Moving with life, not against life, making your decisions from source, making your decisions from whatever you want to call it, God, the universe, and just feeling like you're on the right path. That is being in the flow. And I'm learning that when things don't go my way, it's yet another lesson. Instead of being completely frustrated by it, I'm happy to say that I can look at it most of the time and say, hey, guess what? It's source giving me and providing me with another life lesson. Right now is a really good example because usually when I record, I now am coming into this closet because I get a better recording. It is 90 degrees Fahrenheit outside, which I looked it up, that's 32 degrees Celsius for those of you that uh, live in a Celsius country. And, you know, it's not even 10 in the morning right now. So I didn't want to suffocate and die. So I am keeping all the windows open. So I'm sorry if you hear a little bit of traffic in the background or some birds, but I just really don't want to go out like this stuffed between my clothes in my closet. So I hope you understand. But that's what I mean about going with the flow. This morning, of course, I wanted all the windows closed. I always want the best recording, and it just wasn't 
possible. So I decided to do last week because I was so in the flow, an automatic writing exercise. I say I don't journal, but I guess I have to say now and admit I finally kind of journal. And I asked universe, what message do you have for me? And the message I got was source says to learn to be comfortable with being in the flow. And sometimes I feel I can be in and out of the flow, but I need to feel comfortable to be completely in the flow 100% of the time. And when I say in the flow 100% of the time, I don't mean I'm on 10, on cloud 9, 100% of the time, life is perfect, life is happy. That's not what I mean because as I said, in the flow, oftentimes you're taught lessons. Source gives you lessons. So I just mean that you're going along and you know you're on that right path, even if you get lessons, right, along the way. Friday was a good example. I was just not feeling well Friday. I think I told you I had a relapse of this gut issue and I was just feeling really sick. I was watching Sex in the City in bed <laughs> for a lot of the day. And then I was finally practicing gratitude by the day's end. And by the way, I wish I was that person that when I'm not feeling well, that at this point in my life, I can't just meditate it out. I cannot, you know, go on to Gaia TV. I, I just, you know, I watch, I don't know, some fun stuff. And that's how I deal with it. On Friday, I really felt one foot in the flow and one foot out of the flow you know because by the day's end as I was saying I was practicing gratitude I was feeling better and by Sunday I was feeling much better so I want to discuss the times where I feel like I'm kind of in the flow and how we get ourselves a hundred percent in the flow and feeling good about it, surrendering to it. Ugh, that's so hard for me. That is one of my definite soul contract life lessons is surrendering. I have a really hard time with that. So I want to start with talking about my publishing career. For those of you that don't know, I was in publishing for 10 years and I worked as an editor in a publishing house. And it's a big name publishing house. I'm not gonna say who, but let's just say it's one of the top five. And what you do, or at least for that job, what I did was every morning you go to your cubicle, they give you a stack of paper, you have to edit for grammar, and that's it. You're in there eight hours a day. You take a lunch. Maybe people stop by your desk and it's not very exciting. You're just sitting there doing all the editing, proofreading marks, and then you're done and you give it to your boss who looks it over and then she gives it to the typesetter who fixes it. So it wasn't a very exciting job, but some people really enjoyed it and they loved it and they just loved I guess I would say being in the flow in that way, proofreading and doing the editing. But for me, it just, you know, it just never felt right. So I ended up moving to my own business and starting my own business with editing. And at that point, I was editing self-help, memoirs, and fiction. And I really enjoyed that because of obviously the subject matter. And I was able to pick and choose my clients and the material. And I also got to learn a lot, especially if you're editing self-help. So that was really helpful. I was doing more creative editing. So I was doing these things called manuscript reviews where I would go into plot and voice and tone and tell them how to change the book and have interactions with the authors. And I really enjoyed that to the point that I still talk to a few of the authors today. And I definitely felt more in the flow with my own 
editing business. So let's say when I was in the publishing house, I was 10% in the flow because, you know, that was my interest, publishing, writing. I really didn't get much writing there, but, you know, at least honing my craft, that was a that was of my interest at that time. So as I'll say 10% in the flow with career, then I moved to my own business. Let's say at that point now I'm 40% in the flow. So I'm 40%, I'm doing better. I know I'm along the right path, but something's still missing. I know I'm not 100% in the flow. And finally I realized after another career that my voice, I was stifling it. And I've talked about it in an earlier episode about throat chakra issues. So I realized that I was born with this voice and this personality and I needed to use it to heal myself and hopefully help heal other people. And that being there, you know, sitting in a desk eight hours a day, editing just wasn't right for me. It was it was kind of in the flow, right? Because it was along the right path because I'm honing my writing skills. I am communicating with authors. I am being creative, but I'm not 100% there. I'm not 100% in the flow. So now that, you know, I'm doing podcasting, I feel in the flow and I feel most of the time 100% in the flow and I feel good about it. I have to say it feels really nice with being in the flow with career because one thing I read a little while ago that I love is you know you're in the right place with career when there's no rush. There's no rush. Of course, you know, uh, most of you are ambitious. You have goals. You want to get things done. Totally understand. But there's that sense when you're in the flow with career of, okay, if it takes a while, it's going to take a while to get where I want because I know right now I'm in the right place. I am in the flow with podcasting. I'm building a podcasting brand. It's going to take a while. And just doing one podcast from everything I have read, everything I have listened to, usually the magic number is around one and a half to two years and the magic number is usually two years to start really increasing your listenership, start really getting out there, start selling really well and I'm okay with that. Now normally (laughs) the old Jennifer when she wasn't in the flow and she was working in publishing and all these things I would have been in a rush. I've been like okay we got to do this now, we got to be there now, we we have to make a million dollars in a month, whatever it was and now that I'm in the flow career-wise and I'm in a good place there's no rush and because of that opportunities have arisen you know on Clubhouse for example and I have had some wonderful donations come in and people buy my products so I really appreciate all that and I just feel okay I'm moving towards doing the right thing I'm, I'm in the right place so I want to talk about the workshop I did this weekend which was incredible it was another class in the Starseed workshop series that I'm doing and it's incredible and I talked about that extensively in another episode and something I I do struggle with and it's very 3D is I do still struggle with a little bit of competition and jealousy and these women were saying how in the past month they've been having some incredible releases especially in regard to crying and just having a really good emotional crying session and for some reason I haven't been able to do that. Even in my session with the trauma healer, I wasn't able to do that. 
I was fascinated and riveted by these people who I was surrounded by who were saying, not only did I have this release this month, but when we watched this movie that was assigned as homework, they were crying. And they cried in music and all of that. And I don't do that. I don't have that emotional connection. Even if I think a song is beautiful, I've, I really just don't do that. And so there was kind of this jealousy, this green-eyed monster that came up in me because, of course, I, my 3D Jennifer self made it into a bit of a competition. These amazing ladies, they pointed out some interesting things. And one thing, the workshop leader, Tracy Shannon, who has been on this podcast and I've talked about extensively, she said to me, you keep saying, I can't cry. Change that from I can't to I won't. I won't cry instead of saying I can't cry because I kept saying that I can't cry I just can't release I can't cry I want to but I can't I can't have this amazing emotional crying session and sometimes I almost fantasize about having this crying session and she said just release that judgment and say I won't cry someone also said you know the idea of judgment you know maybe it goes back to being a four-year-old to where someone said you can't cry and it's sitting there in my subconscious could be and I absolutely agree with that and we know that I went through a trauma from age four to six and maybe I was told numerous times you can't cry I don't know so back to the movie so we were assigned this movie it was a good movie it had an amazing message it was really aligned with what we were doing in the workshop and I really appreciated it and I appreciated the homework (sighs) but what I did was (laughs) I turned on the movie and in the first five minutes I was saying oh my god this is aliens meets devs meets Stranger Things, meets Independence Day. I know exactly how this is going to end, what's going to happen. And I just, I I kind of wrote off the movie, you know. I watched it. I liked it. I thought it had a really good message. It had a couple really good surprises. But instead of me really taking in the homework and taking in the movie, I immediately wrote it off and said, oh, I've seen this before. I've seen it, done it, been there. And in fact... When it's nice here in the summer, we put our TV on the deck so we can watch the cows and we can watch a movie. And then my husband, so we were watching the movie, and then my husband had on a baseball game. So all of that was going on at the same time. And of course, we were probably looking at our phones. So now we're a three-screen generation, which is terrible, but you know that's what we were doing. But anyway, I wasn't really absorbing myself or letting myself be absorbed into the movie. And what was fascinating to me was some of the women in the group were saying they loved the message of the movie so much they were crying. And I was like, what? <laughs> How did you get to that point? Because all I saw was Independence Day meets Stranger Things meets Devs. And, you know, that's where my mind unfortunately went. I went into this very 3D space of analyzing something and not slowing down, right? I had already prejudged something instead of allowing myself to really be in the moment and be in the flow with the movie. And one woman in the workshop said something so wise. She said, to move slower to allow moments. And people were saying, perhaps it's because you're moving too fast. 
And one thing that I'm really good at, unfortunately, is multitasking. I have gotten to the point where I can listen to a podcast and read a book at the same time. I know that's strange, and I've stopped doing it, or I've tried not to do it, but I can do it. And it's too much, right? It's brain overload. I realize that I have to do that, you know? And I love what she said, move slower to allow moments, because I am moving too fast at least mentally. And if I move slower, I can put myself in the flow where I can have that release and I can allow myself to cry. So I love that idea of moving slower and also having no judgment that I won't cry right now. Maybe I don't need it. You know, maybe at this point in my life, I don't need it. Maybe uh, in five minutes, I'll be crying my eyes out after recording. I don't know. I think there's also the idea of safety, right? Feeling safe, being in the flow. In 2018, I was crying all the time. So I know probably a lot of you are thinking, oh, this is a lifelong thing. It's not a lifelong thing. I was crying all the time in 2018. We were basically camping on the daily because I was living in a fifth wheel camper or an RV or recreational vehicle for a year and a half, my husband for two and a half years. So we could save for this farm, which I know is really unusual. And I have to say, I camped every day because in winter, our first winter, we did not realize how to get water in the camper. So there was no water. So think about that for shower and bathroom. Yeah. So I was, I was living it. I was in there. And if anyone ever wants any tips about living in an RV, definitely DM me because I can, uh, I am, I am the expert. So I was camping on the daily, which means I was surrounded by nature. And we lived in this campsite that Craig found that was amazing. I've never seen one like it where everyone gets their own plot and the plot is covered with trees. So it's almost like you don't see your neighbors, which you never see that in campgrounds and you never see that in campsites. And I'll be honest, it was a little more expensive of a campground, but it was so worth it because it's like you had your own little space. And because I was immersed in nature and I was camping on the daily, I naturally slowed down. This was the height of my gut issue to the point in 2019 I was in the emergency room for it. So I had to take a lot of time off of work. I walked the dogs a lot in nature. I was living in nature. It was right there. I still am, but you know, even more so, I guess you could say, in a campground because you are literally camping. We had campfires every night. It was, it was magical in a certain way, and I really just had to slow down. And that was a really slow time in my life, I guess, when I think back. So maybe that's why I was able to release and have so much crying during this time, you know, being able to cry in front of Craig. And because I was working through some issues, especially in 2018. And I just remember having these, you know, periods where I would just cry and cry and cry. So maybe I've cried myself out. I don't know. But I thought about that. And I thought, wow, that was a slower time. So she makes sense. Slowing down can perhaps allow for safety in the flow. It circles back to the career idea of when you're in the flow career-wise, there's no rush, right? Because you're in the right place. So that's what I'm trying to get to is just the, there's no rush. You know what? If I won't cry now, it's okay. There's no rush because I'm in the flow. I'm in the right place. So think about how you can be comfortable in the flow 
and allow those slower moments to bring in safety and maybe bring in the release you need. Catch me on Clubhouse this Thursday and tune into Two Minutes Off the Ground to receive your daily message from Source. Until next time, live your life in the flow and two inches off the ground.